Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. Hey guys, this is John. Welcome to the Mobile Radio Carnival. Today's guest is the amazingly talented musician Mark Carroll. Oh, look at you, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Fantastic. How are you, sir? (laughs) You've got that welcoming radio voice. I hope, man. Hopefully it's going to make your day. It looks like it's uh, the sun's still shining. I didn't think the sun shined in Dublin. I'm in London. Yeah, I know. I was being a smart ass. Did you forget I was... You forgot I'm a smartass already, right? <laughs> it's been so long. What can I say? It has been a while, man. Well, first off, the uh, the, the the tragedy of time difference is you're on tea or coffee, right? That, that's actually whiskey in the in the teacup. That way, my my the people around me don't know. Well, I've got this nice brother. That's the benefits of time difference. Exactly, drinking <laughs> a little vino, huh? That's nice, yeah. baby. I have to get prepared. Yeah. Well, I already pushed the record button, buddy. Oh, really? We're rocking. You didn't give me any warning. Oh, that's the best way to travel, man. <laughs> you haven't said anything bad about anyone yet? <laughs> yet. Exactly, man. Give me time. So how's well, life How's life been for you, man? Uh, well, I mean, it's like everyone else, isn't it? It's just hung bunker down in lockdown London. Right. I didn't know if you were going to be wearing a mask today or not. I didn't know if you were pro mask. Or... <laughs> I'm totally kidding, man. Why would we need it, man? In lockdown, it's all cool that way. Keep your distance, please. Two That's meters. what I'm saying. Two meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yes, long has it been? How long has it been since you've been uh, back to LA? Four years. It's been a while. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think I remember the last time you were in town, you had uh, released uh, some songs, an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2015. That was yeah. long time, yeah. Do you uh, miss us? I do, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I spent so much time there. It's weird not being there at the moment. You know, it's... Yeah, I do. Cause it, yeah, because you used to come in every, like, yeah. six months, basically, yeah, and sometimes more than that. Yeah, yeah, I spent more time in L.A. in the last decade than I have anywhere else, I think. Yeah. But, well, yeah, the- I do. And uh, it's just been, I can, well, I, I can only remember the last year. Anything before that is going to be a struggle, but I'll try. But it's, it's just been, it's been an extraordinary year, isn't it? It has. It's just, uh, I've never known anything like it, really. Well, it's just, it's also very interesting. I was thinking about some of the, I mean, some of the things that you talked about, not necessarily politically, but how the world was struggling even before Corona mm. and the virus seems to even have magnified that f- mm. in my eyes, which just, so do you have the anarchy of what, what the virus is? You have whatever the government's trying to do to control. And then you have everyone on the streets in battle. It's really a fascinating time. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on things over there from for from for a bit, you know, and seeing what's going on. And I don't know, I, I'm I'm lost for words sometimes, really, you know. It's you know, you start like, questioning things, like when this all started back in March, you know, it was spring. Yeah, right. The weather was good. 
coming yeah. into summertime, you're going, oh, okay, this is all a bit weird, but you know, got through it. Now you're in the dark depths of winter. Yeah. It, we're back in the lockdown situation again. And it, it's just, you know, it's a year now. Right. You know, and uh, I'm, look, I'm, there's people worse off than me. I've got a garden. Yeah. Right? I can go into my garden. Uh, I've got Hampton Heath up the road. I've got Regent nice. Park down the road. I can go for my morning walks, go for an afternoon walk. Some people haven't got a garden. There's people living, you know, barely putting food on the table. Yes. It's for people like that. This type of thing is an absolute nightmare. It's yeah. It's a terror. And, and you know, the, the, like over here, I I mean, it's a mixed bag. Some people, the unemployment's been working out for some people it hasn't been working out for, but that's running out and the anarchy of a government that can't even conclude anything, you know, it's like, well, what are we going to do about it? We don't know. We're going to talk about it. You know, it's very bizarre. It's the same here, really. There's, there's no, there's no end in sight. Yeah. There's no plan. There's all right. We, we're we're in this now. Well, how do we get out of it? This thing's I'm, not. It's not going to disappear. No. You know, a virus doesn't just disappear. This right. is this. It's it's here. It's in society. Yeah. Well, so, it's I like mean, the the flu virus just comes back every every flu season. I mean, this is a resp. I, I, I mean, they've, they've admitted it's a. It's now. It's going to be a seasonal. Yeah. Uh, respiratory illness. It's. It'll, I mean, they're already talking about it over here yeah. about coming out into the summer. We over here we're in a, in a, a, a tier system, right? So tier one, uh, go for a walk, get your shopping. Blah. Oh, okay. You know, tier two, tier three, tier four is the strictest. Basically, stay at home. That's it. But we're in the strictest lockdown now. But they're saying when they come out of this, it's going to go back into the tier system again. Right. So it's not going to, things aren't just going to go open up, go to work. Yeah. Shops come alive again. They're already talking about, well, and next winter, you know, this might come back. We might have to look at lockdowns again. Right. Right. There's no strategy. There's no plan. There is none. No. I mean, it's, it, and it, you know, I, I get it, I guess. How do you manage so many people when you're, you know, yeah. all of a sudden they're looking at you and you're, hey, dude, you're responsible for all of us and, and we're going to call you out as soon as someone dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can imagine it's confusing on that end. But yeah, it, it's, uh, I was talking about it just last night with someone and, and it, it was kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, they haven't figured it out. It's intolerable the way it is. Is it a matter of like, we all can't just for four weeks, just do nothing and be done with it. But to your point, it's going to just always be there. It's a, well, it started off over here last March as, you know, three weeks to flatten the curve. Same, yeah. Right. So, and then, and then we get into, you know, come winter time, you know, let's all behave ourselves so we can have Christmas. Right. That Christmas didn't happen. No one can see their families at Christmas. Well, you know, uh, if you behave at Christmas, we can, we'll give you Easter. Yeah. You know, it's this type of uh, nonsense. Yeah. You know, I'm not playing it down. There's something out there. There's an illness that's out there, you know. Right. Crashing and tanking the economy yeah. in the process. I don't know. I've got, I haven't got any answers. I don't know anything. I'm just trying to think, right. think about, you know, but I do know that when I go, I mean, I walked up to the uh, centre of London at, at the height of this lockdown. Now, I never thought I'd live where I could stand in the middle of Oxford Street 
and look down to my left and look up to my right and there's not a soul inside, not a bus, not a car. And I've, you know, you're passing shops that many of which will not open again. That's true. Yeah. And that's, that's heartbreaking. That's devastating. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's surreal times. There's no doubt about it. And then, uh, you know, I've kind of done the same more so when it first started happening, people in LA were not going out so much mm-hmm. and I, I ride a, a motorcycle now. So I would take that out just for a ride to go and breathe some air, you know, and it was the same thing. It was surreal. The, the roads were empty. Yeah. It's like a, I mean, it, it's just like a ghost town. It's unprecedented really. Yeah, you know? it is. There's no words. You know, I, I, I've, you almost become speechless. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've thought about it so much. There's been nothing else on anybody's mind for the last year, you know. Right. I, I never thought I'd see anything like it. Yeah. And it, it's like the, the, the cost of it as well. Yeah. The, the mental health cost, uh, the you know, depression on you in young people has gone through the roof. Mental health issues has gone through the roof. Suicides have rocketed. Right. Unemployment has rocketed. You know, and it's it's... Jeez, you know, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. It is. It's 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 strange too because you know, at first to me because I'd worked all my life, it was a bit of a vacation. Mm. But but now I realize like I'm feeling like sensory deprivation mm-hmm. because I you know you know me I'm a very social dude, and all of a sudden to not to not have that kind of contact interaction with people. You do go to your point. It's like, wow, am I depressed or am I? What is this feeling? Because I'm not used to not being part of a fabric. Mm-hmm. You know, well, to, to be di- disconnected like that. You know. Yeah. Well, again, yeah. To go and going back to when it first started, everyone was sort of just a bit confused, a bit like, wow, this is different. A year later, it's a completely different story. You know? It's pretty bleak. It's, it's pretty bleak. Where do you get? Do you got a pub you get to go to at all? Like where oh, they cut no, down? No, no, my own. <laughs> well, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad. That's not a bad pub to hang out at. But they're all closed. Yeah, they're all closed. Everything's shut. There's, you know, and again, many of them will not open again. Right. You know, yeah, our, they have a furlough system over here. I don't know what's what's going on over there with government handouts, but right. there's a furlough system here where they pay. Uh, look, these figures could be wrong, but it, it's seventy or eighty percent of you know net profits, or you know, right. blah, blah. and then the employer pays the rest of the wages. There's a small business grants. There's business grants. So the government are pumping money into into the, the, these pubs and restaurants and shops and blah blah blah. It's got to come from somewhere. It's going to have to be paid back somehow, right? You know, but it's 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 like a jackpot machine. The, the chancellor over here, you know, ka-ching, Here's another three billion. Ka-ching, We're locking right. down three more months. Ka-ching, You know, but uh, yeah, it's wacky. It does it does say something. I was a little surprised at how much money the government can dole out. Mm. Like like I would have thought this would devastate the structure of the government because all of a sudden the money flow is completely different. And it does give credence to a lot of people who have said many, many years, like maybe, maybe some of the stuff you're spending money on is inappropriate to help the, the population, you know? Mm. Um, so it's kind of, it's just, a, it's such a, like you say, it's just such an incredible time. Yeah. But, you know, 
we we don't necessarily have to dwell on all that because I did want to talk to you uh, about <laughs> about uh, more pleasant things yeah, that, that might be going on in your your world. That There's might not much pleasant things at the moment, though. Really, is there? Well, there's drink well, in your there hand. Is, there is, you know. there's, there's drink in your hand, man. What's uh, wrong with that? Well, yeah, I can't complain, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk. in my hand because I'm talking to you, by the way. Oh, that's fair, man. Oh, yeah. oh, you look pretty healthy. I mean, the audience doesn't get to necessarily see that we see yeah. each other. But, uh, well, I'm like doing my best, you know. Doing nice. my best. I just go, you know, the all oh, the, the gyms are shut, you know, that's, that's fine. Again, I don't want to make a big deal about this. Right. There's a lot worse thing going on in life than people not going to the gym. Right. Just, you know, uh, I just go walking, you know, I'm, I just walk a lot. Um, yeah. That's it really. You know, there's just not much else. I just walk and, and uh, play records. Yeah. You know, and talk to my family over the internet and phone calls and, it's like everyone else, you know, it's, yeah. it's a real, just weird, you know. I got my parents are quite elderly, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, I don't particularly want to have to see a funeral through Zoom. Right. You know, like if, I, if you said that to me a year ago, I would have thought you're mad, you know, but it, that's what's going on. That's you know, my, my mom actually did pass away in the summer. I'm sorry. And, uh, thank, thanks, man. But it's exactly on point to what you're saying where, like, we had this choice of, like, well, at the time in Michigan, the governor shut down funerals, period. So we had this choice even of, like, can we invite five people? That And it's like, wait a minute, all of them are my mom's contemporary and she was in her 80s. And it's like now we're talking about inviting people who are most prone to this to, to, you know what I mean? And it was this whole reckoning of thought that we had to deal with that, you know, was new. It's a whole new landscape as far as all that goes. And it's, it's you know, ultimately we ended up not having a funeral, mm. you know, and it's, it, you think, well, okay, your brain understands it, but emotionally you get to completely miss out on something that you, I think you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so it is, it is, it is, I mean, I, I, I'm extremely empathetic to what you're talking about as far as I, I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know that I, you talked about your mom a lot. I guess I'd never really heard you speak of your father. Well, no, my, my birth dad, or my father died in 2006, but my that's, mother married. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So when I say parents, I include him, you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they're getting on, you know, and uh, it, it it rings home a little bit closer when something like this is going on of, of when, I, when, you know, when I might see them, when anyone might see their family again. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're, they're still in Dublin? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's still there as well. Got another because- brother in Spain. Um yeah, we're spread out, you know, and uh, yeah. through technology, we we, we keep it all keep in touch. Yeah, that's what yeah. we finally we got to do that. That's all you can do, right? Yeah, you zoom here, you zoom there, baby. <laughs> zoom everywhere. <laughs> you can zoom everywhere. <laughs> What's on the musical landscape for you these days? You know, I haven't been doing much really. Yeah, 
yeah, I went, I've, you know, I was riding, got into riding last year. Um, and it just wasn't very good. That's, that's all I can say, really. Right. It wasn't something I was going to pursue. You know, when I ride, I, I, I'm, I'm really focused when I do it. And you want to be inspired too, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go in and make a record and just for the sake of it. One, I can't afford that. You know, yeah. Too much money. You know, you, that, you just haven't got the luxury to waste money, you know. Right. So um, I wrote bits and pieces and then I played them back and it didn't make me jump up and down in any way or inspire right. me to pursue them. So I didn't and I haven't. And uh I haven't gone back to it since, really, and I, I don't know why. You know, it's it's five years since the last record. Yeah, um, you know that, that's a long time, but I'm not a household name anyway, so I, I doubt many people miss me or what I do. Well, first I, I, off, I, I, first know. off, you're a household name in my household. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and second <laughs> off, you've been you've been rather pro- prolific your whole like yeah. musical endeavors. So five years is a hell of a long time for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like the last part. I mean, I did two records in two years, which is a lot for me. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've tried to keep it going. I've always tried to do something, um, uh, especially when I was in Los Angeles. I was always doing something and recording and making records. And right. I don't know, maybe the change of scenery slowed that down. I don't know, really. It's hard to ex- explain, really. I mean, as a writer, you should always be working. Yeah. You know? So there's really no excuse. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter if you, you don't even record the songs. You should be writing. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a, such a thing as like a recharge. Maybe, Could be. Yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe there's only so many marbles in the bag. And, and, and you know what I mean? You just have to recharge and be ready to outlook. So. on. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm 50 next year, so maybe I'll make one for my half century. <laughs> yeah. You're going you're gonna to switch over to the blues, baby. You'll be a blues singer in no time. Hey, on, on that note, what I do want to do is pop on one of your tunes so the audience can uh, hear a little bit of what you do. So I thought I'd start off with uh, one of my favorite songs from you, which is No Time At All. Oh, right, great. Yeah, so I'll pop that on, and then I'll, we'll, co- we'll come right back out.
just can't stop stepping out of line You can't stop shaking and you can't stop crying And you're out of time You look out for And you're feeling small No time at all You look for a hand To cling yourself to You can't stop time Catching up on you What can you do No time at all That's one of my uh, favorite Mark Carroll songs. In fact, I think I begged you to let me record that at some point. Mm. You, get, you gave me permission to do so, except I just I started doing it, and I thought there is no way I can do this song justice like this really? gentleman did. Yeah, you never sent it to me. You should have sent it to me. I never did it. I never completed <laughs> it because I, I I didn't like how my voice is so much more controlled in its final vibe. I guess it, it's more deliberate mm-hmm. my, my delivery is and yours just has this kind of <laughs> no 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 not at all it's like a, it's like a lyrical flow you know and i just couldn't 
get the feeling of the tune, which I found really fascinating. I think that's one of the first times I ever ran into that where I'm like, yeah, this, this is a great song, but I, it's just not mine to sing, man. But it's a very cool song. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I suppose we, we react to songs differently, don't we? Yeah. I mean, if I do a cover song of whoever it may be, you know, I, I suppose I've got to really get into it in a way and you try and live it for that three or four minutes, don't you? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it, it was really a fascinating thing to me because I'm like, I mean, I could have done it. I could have just, you know, forced my way through it. But that's what it was feeling like. It's like, why am I, why am I trying to do this? Because I love the song. Why don't I just shut up and listen to Mark's version of this song and be happy? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're ever so humble. <laughs> well, no, man. I think you just hit the spot, baby. I think that was it. It's a beautiful song, though. I also was looking around to see, you know, I knew we were going to be talking to see some of the musical stuff I wanted to talk to you about. And I guess I was a little unfamiliar with Puppy Love Bomb. Oh, right. Yeah. Which That's was, yeah. it was a while back, but it was kind of a, I, I, what didn't, doesn't really sound like punk to me. No, I mean, that was, that was my first band. Um, but it has a punkish vibe. Well, uh, initially it did. Uh, yeah. We're going back to 1992, 93. And, you know, it was just, uh, I was young and you had that enthusiasm to be in a group and, you know, yeah. uh, you just wanted to be in a gang, um, go and tour. And, you know, we did. But I just, the songs weren't very good, you know. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, we made some demo tapes, that group, and they were really lively. Our demo tapes used to get played on the radio over in Ireland. And then we made some records and, you know, a producer came in. I, I was too young to know what was going on, really. I was too young uh. to keep control of things. So it went from being a young sort of punkyish type, husker do type three-piece group into something that just sounded completely different, you know, because I was naive. I, I was just going with the flow. We had signed right. a record deal at Rough Trade. I was excited. It was all just momentum, but I lost track of the songs, you know, yeah. the songs at the end of the day. And, uh, but there was some good times. We did some good tours. You know, we toured with Bob Mould and Sugar. Bob Mould is one of my heroes. I loved Husker Du and he took us on a tour around Europe with that group. And nice. It was a great learning experience. And, but I think the enthusiasm was the big feature there. Right. And the songs were maybe secondary, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't disown it. I mean, I was young. I, right. You know, that's what you're, that's what well, you're Well, you know, I, I, I think maybe I know what you're talking about because I went through some of the catalog, it, but I got to say, man, I, I think like, uh, I think it was uh, not listening. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the lyrics and is a bit popish in a way, but the undertow has like a, this bit of a punk vibe, but it's polished uh, punk. If that makes sense. Is that what you're talking about? Like punk, you didn't dig yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't, you know, if I, because the demo tapes were so raw. Right. And so just thriving and driving and, you know, loud and out of tune and right. out of time. And that's what got us a record deal. Right. And the live shows were the same, you know. I mean, I used to be just all over the place. Just yeah. 
was like a lively and exciting and you know but once i had the we got the record deal then the pressure's on right i thought i don't think i'm cut out for this i don't think i can i can do this you know well how long i just lost like i I, it, it was like a bedroom thing you know whenever i got doubtful about music i keep on retreating to my in my mind to my bedroom as a child and you know my Clash records and my Sex Pistols records, right? Ramones records. And when you're in the thick of it, then I just lost that really, you know, and just started listening to other people. But um, it's funny because the head of Rough Trade, Jeff Travis, uh, about 15 years later, he said to me on the stair of the off the stairs of the office one time, "We should have put out the demos of that band." Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> you know, and he was, he, he, it's 15 years too late, but I could see his point. You know, you live and learn, you know. Right. But the records just were were so different than what the, that group set out to be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's life. You know, no one died. You know, it's all right. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I, I I feel it's a cool thing. I you know I was in a band and we couldn't convince record people to even take our stuff and try to polish it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and so I'm I'm you know I'm taking my hat off in that regard. It's just uh, I mean, you, I I checked out the video. I saw the young cats driving around in the car, and oh, yeah. I thought, well, you know, someone was taking an interest in you guys, which yeah. I think is is something that's wholly missing in today's marketplace i mean even the fact that i still do pluto radio it it still is kind of like every man for themselves it yes. no one's no one's picking you up and going hey these guys are you know young attractive guys yeah they're a little rough let's let's polish the, the diamond in the rough a little bit put them in a music video see what happens you, you don't have that kind of involvement anymore Mm-mm. no it's a different world now really you know, yeah it's, it's mainly the pop acts get the record deals and I mean there's there's still independent labels pulling out new music and stuff. Right. But yeah, it's a difference. Yeah, it's a, it's just a yeah, I mean, game altogether. You you can take and you know, anyone can basically if you have a computer take and catalog music and then then say, Hey, I'm a record company and I'm gonna go out there and, and, and hit on people and try to see what I can do. Yeah. But again, what they did for you guys felt like an actual effort on the part of a record company to create an uh, image. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the record company are there for, uh, am I gone? Sorry. No, you just visually gone, dude. There you're back. That's the beautiful. Record, <laughs> the record companies are, are there to put your records out and yes, do some marketing. Right. You know, it's, it's the bands that do have to put in the work, you know, yeah. you, you can only really sell yourself. Yeah. Um, I can only speak. I, I can only speak for myself, really. And having said that, I'm not the best right. set of my own work. You know, the music is for sale. I'm not necessarily for sale, and that's why I totally I, get that. You know what I mean? That's why I'm in the position I'm in for the last thirty years. You know, I I just tend to march to my own drum. Yeah, uh, I've been very lucky. Um, with releasing music and releasing records and having record company support. Some people never get a record deal. Right. I've had, I've had five or something, you know, and I'm grateful for every opportunity. I've been, it's been, it's been a real trip, you know? Yeah. But it's, I just keep it down to the music for me, really. I'm not going, I'm not one to 
stick my head out and just look at, Hey, look at me. You know? Well, it's interesting too. I, I was looking through people who had reviewed you and online, you know, years back through the years, a lot of the theme that I see common in reviews is how you're a tough guy to figure to put a, put the finger on, which I think they're meaning that your music shifts quite a bit as well. Like what you pursue does seem to be like not one stylistic thing. It does seem to just be, this is Mark Carroll's music. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I think that's why any media, I mean, I've been, I've been, I don't know, all right with media response, I suppose. I'm not going to complain. I mean, I don't particularly care about it either way, but. Well, I got to love that baby. But you know, it's they, yeah. it's a nice thing this week. It's a horrible thing next week. Yeah. Who cares? You know, I just don't care really. It's it's irrelevant. You know, cut something out of the paper and I just send it to my mother. She can have it. It's it's no skin off my back. But I mean, yeah, I've had the whole is he folk, <laughs> right? Is he rock? Is he folk rock? Is he punk? Is he folk punk? Is he uh, a singer songwriter is he this is he that is he blah 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 right yeah. i mean each record uh, uh, the sound has somewhat changed through some records you know i don't think anything really drastic but you know for on the very earlier solo records in particular i played all the instrument myself so a lot of it sounded like a group so so i couldn't replicate that oh well. that's that's right we, ta- <laughs> we talked about that you, you know you'd so, explain uh, that yeah, yeah. I just go out with acoustic guitar and a piano and my tour manager and be like, what? I remember I went to Japan and uh, uh, years ago and uh, to tour one particular record. <laughs> this has turned up with an acoustic guitar and, uh, and a guitar player. Was like, right. Well, what's this? You know, where's the band? <laughs> That's pretty funny, you know, man. One, I can't afford to bring a group on the road. You know, those days are long gone. I mean, I don't even tour anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's even... I stopped touring. I did the odd little show here and there, but uh, I've stopped that whole touring game. You know, I, I liked it sometimes. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I had a group. You know, at least you had some people on the road with you right. by yourself and it's just you and your tour manager in a van. And it's like, well, you know, some of it was good, some of it wasn't. And uh, yeah, I just stopped doing it really. But uh yeah, the whole review thing. I I I noticed that when I I saw reviews, they could never quite pin it down to. They one they want it. Yeah, they want it. It's like I want to peg this guy so bad, and I think yeah. it's I think it's a cool thing in the sense that that's a compliment. Like they're they're struggling to figure you out means they're interested, right? I mean that's the way I would take it. Yeah, I reckon. And and it's just uh, I mean having heard a lot of your music, I I like like an eclectic vibe out of someone, someone who's not, you know, I mean, you listen to some bands, you listen to a whole album of, of a person sometimes, and it's tedious because there's too much similarity from song to song. You're like, well, you know, that's what they do. That's their thing. You seem to avoid that when I listen to your stuff. It really is like, you know, the common theme is your voice and your general outlook as a songwriter. But some of it has like, uh, your Irish influences are heavier. Some of it has, yeah. Some of it has your love, obvious love for Bob Dylan, right there on the surface, and some of it's just <laughs> rock and roll, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all there. I've got my influences are are yeah. just the A to Z of everything, really. You know, 
I see. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a music fan. Yeah. And you know, I always have been. And the day that goes, yeah, that's when you know you're in trouble. Really, you know, when when yeah. you stop being the fan and just think that you can do anything, you know. But I, I go, I can go from anything. I mean, punk was my first music. Right. I got into as a kid. Um. But you know, you're to Bob Dylan, to Irish folk music, to American folk music, to jazz. It, it, the spectrum is just huge, yeah. and you, you can't contain all that. So when I, when I write, <laughs> it, it's it can just be all over the place. Yes. Really. And then when I it re- comes to recording, you try and just narrow it all down, and you know, well, what's me? Yeah. What, what sounds like me? I can never make sense of it, really, you know. Uh, well, I think that's what it it feels like when I go from, from song to song of yours is exactly that, that you're just being true to that voice, right? And then you've developed tools from different places in which to go, oh, you know what? That one thing, that one jazz thing, I'll, I'll, I'll put something like that here. And it just, it, it feels like that to me. So it's cool. Yeah. I was surprised... I think one night you were on a riff about uh, Brian Wilson and I was surprised for your like definitive uh, love of his work. And, and it, it's cause, cause I, I was never a beach boy fan because of the, the pop esque uh, vibe of the band. And, and, but they've always had glorious vocals. There's no doubt about that, but you actually stripped it down and were like, no, 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 man, the way that, uh, was it in my room that you were so fascinated with as oh, far as like a, yeah. It's just beautiful. I mean, Brian, well, Brian is one of the reasons why I went to LA in the first place. Um, you know, just staying on that for, for a minute, going to Los Angeles was because of the music that came yeah. from and the West coast, the birds, the beach boys, Jefferson airplane, you know, all that uh, troubadour scene from the seventies and all right. that stuff. I just loved so when I first got there, you know, I was just living that, you know, going to all those places and following the trail, so to speak, just right. to soak up some influence, you know, or going right. to Sunset Studios on, on Sunset, you know, where they did, as a Sunset or Gold Star Studios. Gold did, Star, yeah. Where they did Pet Sounds, you know, I was yeah. going into all these places just to soak up to see if I could, you know, get anything from it. And I did. But Brian yeah. Wilson, um, Oh God, yeah. I mean, I, I wrote a song for Brian in 1997, 98. I wrote a, a tribute to him that um, that got into his hands, and uh, I got invited to his birthday party in New York in 1999. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and that was a real trip. <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. So on a on the plane and off I went and nice for the first time yeah but his music just has that it's just a beautiful childlike innocence his production is just extraordinary and you know the Beach Boys to me are the Wilson brothers and you know and Dennis Carl and Brian and you know Al and that you know Petsons and wasn't so much into the latest you know the Coco, Coco Momo, whatever that song was, or yeah, I haven't even got the title right, you know. But my heart, when it, the Beach Boys to me is yeah, Brian and Pet Sounds and all those early records and right, the sound of them were 
just you know that that you see growing up in Dublin, right? That it's the the sound was California. It's a cliche, but yeah. I don't know how to phrase it anymore. Hearing records like that and the birds and it it was panoramic. <laughs> I gotcha. didn't need to watch films about America. It was like the music was just oh God, I gotta go there, you know. Yeah. So oh, that that's that's what I was soaking in all my time in LA. Right up to a couple, every time I was there, all my years there, it was it was my heart was beating with with that same pulse for that music, you know. Right, and it never let me down. That's why I'm so fond of the city, you know, and and the place and the people. I love it. I love them. Yeah, I always, I you know, you would always mention that, and and um, I get my European culture a lot of times just from people that I meet who are here, yeah. like like yourself and. And you always expressed um, how much you enjoyed the people in L.A. and L.A. And then I remember also we would compare, uh, being the smartass I was, we would compare, uh, I would compare to Detroit to Dublin. I'd say, of course, we're brothers in arms, man, because we yeah. both come from two dead cities, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just so fascinating, some of the things that you explained to me that I didn't understand being an American, like about class yeah. in, in the UK and some of the cultural differences. Um, and then it, as you would explain that to me, I'd go, well, fuck, yeah, I understand why you would love hanging out in L.A. if that's what's if that's what's really happening mm-hmm. in the undercurrent of where you're coming from as well. It's got to be fresher in a way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, there's. I, I used to. People have, or some people have, like you know, a, a downer on uh, L.A. You know, New York is this and it's lively, and da, 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 da. and L.A. is this, and you know, it's it's just different. You know? Yeah. E- but everywhere is different. You know? Yeah. You go to Spain, it's different. I'm always happy wherever I am. You know, but. Like California's got such a rich history of art, poetry, music, uh, the architecture. It's got so much going for it. You know, like I, I'm not one to put it down. You know, I remember being in the Dresden one night, right? Right. Uh, uh, typically, I can't remember. <laughs> you took my joke from me. <laughs> <laughs> when this particular occurrence was. And, um, I was sitting there at the bar right, and some guy said to me, uh, I didn't know who it was. We were, I was talking to some friends and some guy heard I was Irish. And I'll never forget this. He said, um, oh, you're so lucky to be Irish. You've got so much culture and history. And I, I thought, well, yeah, we do. But don't you? Right. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you ever heard a jazz record or a blues record or Woody Guthrie? Are you serious? That's just... Yeah, I guess it's like... You, you're you lost, man. You can't be going around, you know, what are you talking about? It's yeah. in your backyard. It just takes a bit of effort to to look to look it up. Are you, American culture is as rich as any culture. You know, it's uh, you said that, and it's kind of like when I moved to L.A., coming from Michigan or lower Michigan, it's pretty flat and there's a lot of pine trees and it's very green in the summer and it's very, very oppressive in the the winter as far as the visual experience and the environmental experience. And so I moved to LA and I did the same thing with the mountains. 
I'd be like, these mountains are amazing. Like I'm driving through Glendale and I'm going up the main strip and there's this huge, beautiful mountain at the end of the road. I've never seen that before. It's amazing. And everyone who's here is like, dude, it's just a fucking mountain. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's a bit more than that, you know, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's what you feel in here. Yeah. So I think it's what you're saying about the, yeah. this cat who's looking at American culture is, is not being as a substantial thing. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I, it was, it, it just struck me. And that was years yeah. ago. I've never forgotten it. You got, we haven't got any culture. We, you're, you're looking in the wrong place, pal. <laughs> exactly. You're well, not, it, you're, no, you're not looking hard enough. It I mean, even to your point too, if you go to Louisiana, you're going to have a whole different set of valuable culture. Exactly. exactly. Detroit, exactly. you know, the whole thing. Exactly. And same yeah. everywhere, same different parts of the UK or, yeah. you know, I went to Spain a lot. You know, my father lived in Spain for the, the last 10 years of his life. Hello. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, Ireland isn't specifically unique. It's got a beautiful culture and one I'm very fond of. It's a very heartwarming uh, culture. It's a very melancholic culture, which I'm attracted to. Right. You know, because of its history of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But everywhere has that, you know. Yes. I haven't been to a, a, a different country where I haven't found its, or at least I try and find its, it's pulse, it's beating pulse, you know, and then you learn something about that. You learn something about yourself and yeah. then you know, that it, it's knowledge, isn't it? And I, I'm all for knowledge. I'm yeah. all for learning. Yeah. And I think I get it to being in LA that it's, it's, there is a lot of like um, empty behavior and empty circles of travel. Hmm. Um, I guess I could see where someone would feel like the value here is, is, is at a loss, but, um, yeah, I feel the same way about it. I mean, it, it with Corona, it's a whole different thing. I, I don't know why I'm here during Corona, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm in a, you know, small space and I could step outside. I can ride my motorcycle. I, I can't really interact with people. It feels like, uh, I I'm ready just to move to a small town somewhere in America and just, you know, enjoy <laughs> enjoy that <laughs> and still be locked down yeah but but at least at least i have a little more outdoors and yeah I have, yeah 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 i got you yeah i would feel a little removed from what i feel you know not that this is a fair assessment but i do feel like i'm being oppressed in so many ways at this point yeah and something about not being in an urban setting seems like it that might go away that feeling of a, being oppressed mm. um as an artist, it's 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 strange for me. I've been able to write during this uh, this process, and I'm not sure how it's affect. I'm sure it has. I'm sure in some years, if I look back at what I what I write write and record, I'll be like, oh, I can see the 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 changes that Corona placed upon my outlook. But right now, I don't really feel it when I'm expressing something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's motivated me more or less, to be honest with you, like this solitude that I, that I get to experience right now. I don't know. It's a strange thing. It's very strange. I don't, I don't think you're alone in, a, in, in having feelings of solitude. That's for sure. It's, um, oppression. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there, 
you can't help but feel yeah. that there's, you're slightly oppressed. Oh, but, you know, there's a virus going on. I understand that. Exactly. You know, you know if you say that, right, over here, yeah. if, if you so much, you know, if you question, is this the solution? Right. You know, you're, so, you're, you're an outcast. Right. You know what I mean? You're an outcast. You, you have no right to speak. You're killing people. You've got blood on your hands just for having an opinion. Oh, yeah. You know. And the thing well, is, I, I don't really have a great opinion. It's yeah. just, I know that there's something going on. Yeah. See, yeah. that's where I'm at too, to be honest. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, look, man, I wear a mask. I was wearing a mask when my government was telling me not to wear a mask. I'm like, it makes sense. I get that, but that's not what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? There's something deeper going on that there's like a comfort factor in how much control or oppression seems to be happening. I don't know. In in yeah, what the hell's going on that I can't express an opinion in today's world without being assailed by a mob? We're like right. all carrying pitchforks and going after the Frankenstein monster because right. someone someone's a Republican or someone's this or someone's that. You know what I mean? It's nuts. It's to me, it's nuts. Mm. And that's part of what attributes to this feeling of oppression is like, I guess yeah. cancel, cancel culture has evolved into something even beyond that. Things have just become so divided, you know? Yeah. And left, it's like, right, right, left. This, that, yeah. It's it feels just, like, it feels a little like a moralist versus a Victorian <laughs> to yeah. me. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm like that non-conforming peg and all of a sudden people are saying, you got to conform, dude. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I see the point. I see the thing. I'm not being non-compliant. I just don't dig this this vibe of like for the rest of my life I'm under this squeeze. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's so much so much personal liberty and freedoms have been taken right. away, Ryan. And history tells us uh, from times gone by. Yeah. When that happens, it's very hard to get them back. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just, you just can't help but think about it, you know. Yeah. It's, this is just unbelievable. And, you know, it's, like, it's going back. I, I, I'm waiting for that time when, I, I mean, our, our, our respect of governments going to do a press conference one day and go, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Go out and go forth, multiply and enjoy right. yourself. I don't think so. Yeah, you it's. You're, I'd like you're, to be wrong, but you're. I think you're articulating it much better than I am in the sense of it is really this feeling of. Uh, I guess it's uncertainty on whether or not yeah, people. They yeah. talk about it going back to normal uh, or the new normal, and there's a presumption a presumption in that that says. Things are going to be okay, but I don't see any signals yet that show me things are going to be okay. Yeah. Was it ever normal to begin with? There you go, brother. <laughs> Were things ever normal? There you go. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. This, the, 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 this new normal phrase, uh, yeah, I can't be dealing with that. You know, it's yeah. that sort of new type of language. I, it's not in my vocabulary. Well, everything seems like a, a branding too. even like phrases. Here's the phrase that solves the problem. And it's like, can't we speak past just 
your your slogan can't we you know that's great you got you got you know you're gonna build back better or you're gonna you know whatever it is it's like that's how we think now it's just these little catchphrases that supposedly make things okay and you're like dude we need to talk about this could you imagine could you imagine being in a relationship where you just had codes code words that you could tell (laughs) that your woman as she's like or, or or significant other you know where you're just like you have a code that just means it's supposed to mean everything that's okay, honey, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Love fixes it, baby. Mm-hmm. Everything she has an issue with, you're just like, love fixes it, baby. Yeah. No, but really, John, you, you're, you're, you know, you're banging another girl. I, I can't love fixes it, baby. It'll be okay. How's that going to work? Right. Okay, she's going to go, she's yeah. going to go, dude, I want, I need you to talk to me about this. This is not good, yeah. but I feel like that's what, I'm getting is, is love fixes it, baby. You know what I mean? It's very strange. It, it is very strange. And uh, it, I see the, the psychological effect on society. And I find that more, uh, I haven't got a word for it, but you know, I'm sure you've experienced it. You know, you, you're walking down the street and some some people are walking towards you and then suddenly they jump out into the middle of the road to avoid you. And it's like, Jesus, man, what, uh, you know? What? I get, I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're notorious. <laughs> that's that, they, that's your, that's the price for being a legend, my friend. Exactly. baby. <laughs> no, but you know, it, I, the psychological thing, I, like they've scared. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not playing this down. I don't mean to play it down. But the fear factor, particularly in the elderly, uh, is just on another level. You know. Yeah. I, I've had uh, an elderly couple walk towards me. I was out walking with somebody, and we're walking down the pavement, blah blah, and uh, and they came to us. And they, they just suddenly turned their face to the wall and hit. Right. And, you know, I'm not angry with them. I'm angry at the fact that it's got to this stage. Yeah. I don't blame them for being scared. They're all, they're elderly, you know. I might be like that if God, for, you know, God, <laughs> God uh, if I ever reach 80. Yeah, if you make it that far, brother. If I make it that far, I don't, I don't know what it, that's going to be like. But, you know, yeah. it, they've terrified people to such a degree. No, I agree human contact or human interaction is a no-go area. I agree. And that's not, man, that's not good. You know, that's. Yeah. We've been like fear groomed, you know, they're grooming us with fear and it's like, everything's, everything's fear driven, you know, media. I don't know if it used to be, they wanted to tell you what was wrong. So you'd watch them so they could tell you what's right. Now I think it's such a, like, you know, they, they want hits on social media. It's such a, it's such a, a rate. Yeah. It's such a rate driven thing that they don't even do the fix after the fact. They're just like, Oh my God, be afraid of this. Oh my God, be afraid of that. Yeah. And you know, politicians, that's all they do now. It's like fear the other guy, fear the other guy, fear the, well, the other guy's a person. You're completely demonizing him so that you can have riots. So you can just, you can, you know, people can be manipulated into those scenarios because of course they're terrified of the other person because you've made him Satan himself or her Satan herself. It's just bad theater really, isn't it? It's, it is. Uh, it's, it's, 
uh, you know, if you don't laugh, you cry, you know? Yeah. It, it, well, the other thing too is uh, I was actually working on a set a couple weeks back, which is really weird in Corona because of the, the rules and everything. But there was a group of people talking more about their dissatisfaction of the media and the government. And they came to realize in that conversation that shit, we can't even have these conversations anymore mm-hmm. because they're, we're at home. We can communicate through the internet and then that's being modified if you're not saying what you're supposed to say anyway. If you don't say the right thing, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So I guess I, I guess if that's where it's all at, that might be that feeling of like you're as an artist, you might be like, yeah, I think I just need to take a break from writing right now. I think I need to just chill and and be a human being. I I, I just need to take a break from humanity. You know, you just backtrack, you know, yeah. There's only so much you can take. There's only only so much stupidity you can actually uh, comprehend. You know? Yeah. It's it's it, too much, you know. Yeah, your stomach can only hold so much food. <laughs> your mind can only take so much, <laughs> you know, insanity. You exactly. Know? I mean, we're doing our the whole year. I mean I mean life at the best of time is trying to keep sane as it is. Right. You know what I mean? You're just trying to keep it together. You're yeah. just trying to keep, you know, you know, your mind intact, your body healthy, uh, and the last thing I'm going to do is turn on my television and get my and get some news from some fool just yeah. spouting some nonsense. I mean, my 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 literally, you can see it on this video that that hasn't been turned on. Right. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of cable. Yeah. That, it's just irrelevant i just don't turn on i just don't watch the news it, it's it's not what i want to hear you know they're yeah, lying you know it's, they are yeah lying. i don't want to know yeah it's it's uh it's definitely everything seems it sure feels like everything's propaganda yeah like it's not even like mistaken information flow it's deliberate i, I mean you can go <laughs> you can go from one station to the other and they're saying almost exactly the same language yeah. on the same subjects and you're like same wow yeah. it's the same narrative you know on, on a lot of places that that you tune into you know i just can't be dealing with it tell yeah. me something new i want to i want to know something new yeah. i want to know i want to know something else it, it was the same with again going back to all this you know uh, last march um when this all started well one, I, I, you know, I'm not going to listen to what the, the, our big channels over here are saying. I get it. I get your message. Right. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to other opinions and views. I mean, that they were, they, were, they were censoring and silencing scientists over here. Right. And I want to know why. Right. I, I'm going to listen to the guy that's been censored. You know, just for my own, uh, I don't whether he's right or wrong, that, that's irrelevant to me, but I'm going to listen. If, if you shut him up, he's got an audience with me straight away. Yeah, it's funny. I was trying to explain that to a buddy who is all about the popular messaging on the virus. And I'm like, look, I'm not arguing with you that that many of these ideas are really solid ideas and i'm you can see i'm wearing a mask as i'm talking to him but i'm like you can't the day that you can't value 
someone in the room who's not a lunatic, who's not screaming and doesn't seem to have Tourette's, who stands up and says, hey, look, maybe if we looked at it this way, we would get quicker, better results. If you just say, no, 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 it's already been decided that this is what we're doing. Can't you see the science? And it's like, well, this guy's holding up some science too. You've just decided it's not valid science, but I don't know. And you're not letting me know. That makes me very suspect to what they're doing. And it, it, it genuinely makes me go, I want to side with this guy because for some reason you're shutting him up. I don't dig that. And I want to hear what he has to say. And I don't know, maybe that's exactly what you're saying, but that's my feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with any, you know, with the COVID situation or, or, or with any big story or with, you know, any big subject matter. There's, there's many sides to the coin, you know. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to look to it, you know. Plus, you know what I realized too is being work, coming from working class, I'm like, wait a minute. What do you, why are you pushing that little guy around? Why are you pushing the guy with the smaller voice around? Why are you, because my instinct, I just realized this when, I, when you were saying what you were saying, my genuine instinct is like, wait a minute, it's not fair for you just to bully that guy out of the room or bully that person to do that. Or, you know, and I think that is kind of this weird Detroit working class mentality that I carry. Um, it's just about fairness more so than anything else. He might be absolutely wrong, but he's got the, or she's got the opportunity to speak. So stop fucking telling her she's invalid. Hmm. Well, you know, it, 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 I, I was speaking to somebody about this recently in a, in a very, on a very deep level. And, you know, COVID or not, most issues in in the world, it's class. It's a it's class war. Right, it is. It, it's it's just you know everything comes down to it. You know, yeah. it's like the people pushing for lockdown over here. I'm you know, um, don't send kids to school. Everybody stay where you are. People are dying. If you go out for a walk, you're killing people. Blah blah. You know, they tend to be from you know, a certain background where right. you've got a nice house, you've got a good job, your wages aren't going to be affected. You know, well, tell that to the person living down on a council estate down the road. Exactly. You know, 25 floors high in a tower block. Exactly. Right? Just for having an opinion on something else. You know, and it, it's just the same. It's it just, it's just this class issue. It, it, just, it just comes down all the time. And I, I don't like it. I don't want yeah. to talk like this. Yeah. I don't, I don't want things to be like that, but you can't keep this. It's very hard to get around. It is. And it's also like, to me, I've never been, I've always been uh, like a third party person in America. That means basically they, other people don't consider you politically very relevant. And I don't, cause I don't, I don't, I kind of pick and choose things, but I, I can clearly see at this point, it's like top versus bottom. It's not right versus left. They're looking at it, in my opinion, in the wrong assessment. It's not this side to this side. It's like, Hey dude, I'm down here. I've been down here most of my life. I'll never complain about it. There's some beauty that can be found here, you know, in large sums. So it's not my issue that I've not succeeded past this, this bar but you guys up here are so fucking out of touch with anything experienced down here. So it's time for you to understand that and stop pushing on 
things. And I guess that's how it's a, I view it as the same thing. It's a class warfare, as you say, but it's really money versus not money. It's the haves and the have-nots, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, it, it's it's just been like that since time began, and it, it seems like it's going to be until time ends. But right. you have to stand up and just, you know, and just there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Exactly. You know, or, or, or having, you know, just a, a different way of thinking about things. Yeah. But, you know, that's something that it's really prevalent over here that – it's just, you know, every every uh, journalist over here that's uh, pushing for lockdown, well, you're not going to lose your wage. Right. Your wages are okay. Your job's right. secure. But, you know, what about the guy in the tire factory? What about the you know, the people, that, that the, the little corner shop that's closed down? You know, yep. your yep. big mouth pushing for lockdown won't affect you, but it's affecting other people. Yeah. You know, oh, tumbleweed, you know. But, you know, I don't care. You, you say what you want to say and you say, you know, if you believe it to be right or you at least speak your 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 own truth. Right. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I've got every right to have an opinion. Yeah. But every right to, you know, um, uh, look at another message. You know, I'm not going to stop doing that. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. You know, that, it's another thing, actually, you know, there's the, the things go on in life and things happen in society and society is changing. That's great. I'm all for, I'm all for change, but yes. I'm all for, all for opinions, but uh, don't ever tell me what to think. Who do you think you're talking to? Right. Don't tell me what to say or what to think. And that's what, that's where I sort of draw the line. You know, if you, if you can't have an open uh, discussion about it, uh, go on. I don't want to know. Right. You know, I, I'm open to anything. Well, I'm open. I don't have any enemies. You can have people that you, you have a difference of opinion with. They're not my enemies. I'm all for a conversation. And yeah. I mean, we've had many conversations like this over Actually, yeah. you know, over the bar of the Dresden. Yeah. And, you know, you always leave as pals. Yeah. You know, it, you know it's, I just don't understand I, a, a black and white issue. You know, it's this and it's not this. You know, life isn't black and white, you know. Lies that life is black and white spoke from my skull I dreamed, to quote Bob. <laughs> there it you is. There's just so much more to everything. There's so much more to anything I know. But, you know, I love a good conversation. I love, I love a good uh, a good rant and a good ramble, you know. But, I, um, yeah, I just uh, so many people are spoken down to, like they're, you know, they're just like, you know, shit on people's shoes. Right. I, I just won't tolerate that. Well, That's think not how I was brought up. I wasn't brought up in that mentality. The culture I absorbed when I was young doesn't recognize that mentality. So I'm not going to pursue it, you know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think that it, I, I can only speak from my own experiences and coming from kind of the underbelly of the middle class or the top level of the lower class, it does make me feel like a lot of times like, Hey dude, I don't like getting pushed around or shoved around or told to shut up, you know? And a lot of times I feel that even, and, and I'm, I don't let it 
take control of me because I, I'm like, dude, I, I want to participate in civil society. But civil society isn't about excluding, especially in a day and age where inclusion is one of the pet words on most everyone's lips. Inclusion is inclusion. You know, I'm not going to say it's for this person, this person, this person, or this person. It's for whoever's standing up and saying their piece in, you know, the public forum. You, you, you have to, uh, hey, yo, aren't you inclusive? What the fuck's going on? You're not being inclusive. That person has a right to their opinion. And this social oh, yeah. engineering, yeah. the social engineering that's going on, to me is apparent. I don't consider myself a conspiracy guy. But, you know, and I hate to use the word lockstep, but because I don't mean to give it that evil connotation, but, you know, everything's in sync, I guess, would be the, the, the way to express it. It's just, it's strange times, man. Shutting somebody else out of um, or excluding somebody from a conversation because opinion differs, it, it serves no purpose. Right. You know, it, there's, there's, no, there's no happy outcome to it. And it, it's just pointless. You know, I, I've had conversations with people, uh, lots of things I disagree with, but I still listen to them. Yeah. You know, I, I read books by people that I don't necessarily agree with everything, but they're interesting people. Yeah. You know, they're interesting people. They're also quite funny. They're also humorous. But yeah. I, I don't live my life by what they say, but I read them and I listen to them. I listen yeah. to podcasts. I listen to interviews from a huge variety of different people. And I listen to it in, in, the, in I, I just lay back in my chair with no agenda. Uh, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not hoping for something. Yeah. I, I just listen. I, I just listen. And then, you know, and then uh, tomorrow morning, life carries on. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and that's how it should be to me. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't believe in silencing people just because um, their opinion differs. It's like, you know, you had Trump over there. There was Brexit over here, right? Right. And it was this apparent global meltdown. And, you know, you know, it, it doesn't take a scientist to work out why both happened. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You know, you, you know, if if you're going to carry on treating people like shit, yeah, there's going to be a, 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 a it's going to bite you eventually. Yeah. There's some backlash. You know, there's going to be a backlash, you know. And still, I, I'm gonna be, I don't vote. Right. right. I didn't vote in Brexit. I don't vote for any of it. I don't participate. That's my choice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm an observer, so to speak. Right. But, you know, I saw what happened. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be shocked. I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, my God, my life changed when that happened. I just observed. Well, I just observed it as it happened. And um, you give people a vote like that. What do you expect? You know, it's so funny because it, it's uh, – it, it, I – I'm like you, I, you use the word shock. It, it just seems like people are shocked that, that uh, Black Lives Matter protests turned to violence. They're shocked that the Capitol building protests turned into more than a protest and there was the same 
anarchy as an end result. And they're shocked and they're, they're depending on their political point of view, they're, they tend to be offended by one or the other. But there's this feeling of being shocked. And it's like, to your point, I'm like, I, I don't think that that's a surprise. I don't, I, you, these people feel oppressed. These people feel oppressed. They don't have recourse other than, okay, I'm going to protest. And you know what? Emotionally, they're worked up. So the smallest flare is going to set them off. I don't understand why that's shocking. And it often gets turned into what the protest, that the protest turned into the violence, <clears throat> and then the violence is bad, which, you know, that that's true. But the thing is, is it, the underlying current never gets examined. Like there's still people over there feeling oppressed. There's still people over there feeling oppressed and you're not doing anything about that. And that's, that's the sadness to me. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, well, firstly, uh, violence will never solve anything. No, of course not. It's just playing into the hands of the powers that be. Exactly. But I, I agree with you. You know, if you're going to silence people, there's going to be a backlash and the problem's never solved. You know, the problem's never solved. If you push people under the carpet for so long, they're going to just come out in droves. And if they get squashed, it's only going to take some generations for the numbers to get big again. And you're going to have the same problem because you haven't addressed the fact that you know, maybe the, what they're saying about oppression is truthful, at least in part address the freaking problems. It's the same. It's, ex- it's exactly, you know, it, I, I, I'm, I don't want to delve too much into, you know, I gotcha. We did, I, I didn't really even mean, no, for no, I'm not this. there. You know, I don't, I don't live in the States anymore. Um, you know, it, it was the whole, the, the Trump issue for me, you know, Trump wasn't the problem, right? If that's the way you were looking at it, my whole thing was, how did it happen? Right. Right. What what got him to power? Exactly. Exactly. You know that that's just my take from somebody from the outside. It's like it's not the issue. That's just a little symptom. What made people vote for him? Right. Why were people so pissed off? Were they? Yes, they listened to him. Look, politicians. They'll just spout anything to get the vote. You know, it's just another head on the same monster. You know, it's the same thing exactly. over and over again. No matter who's the president, say different head on the same monster. But that was the same with Trump. You know, it was just, you know, it's not, it's, it's not the issue he's in power. The, the, the question is, what drove people to yeah. him? Yep. That's the issue. And the same it was the same with Brexit. Right. You know, over here, you know, oh, if you vote for Brexit, you're a racist, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're this, you're, you know, you're basically the scum of the earth. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. Now, again, let me reiterate, I don't vote. I didn't vote in it. But you can't wipe away, you can't sweep away these issues. Yeah. Right? You know, the people have just been shot on for most of their life. Yeah. Being told they're scum, being told they're nothing, be told they're the dregs of the earth, they're racist. You're gonna get you're gonna get bitten on your ass. Yeah. It's gonna come back and haunt you. And that's what happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, there's an old saying like if you if a father calls his daughter a whore, 
enough times, that's what she becomes. You know, the girl goes, dolls up and goes out, and the old man's like, hey, you stupid whore, you know, what are you doing? You know, eventually she becomes that because you keep saying that. And in the case, I see, I see, I see the oppression on, on, on both sides. I understand the Black Lives Matter, and I understand why people want to protest and, feel, hey, we feel like the vote wasn't fair, and they want to protest that. So it, it, they feel oppressed. But in particular, if you call, if you continue calling generally white, older men from the South racists, eventually the frustration of them not being able to clarify that they're not racist is going to have backlash. Of course. They're going to own it and say, okay, we're fucking done hearing this being thrown at us. And we, 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 our behavior now is not sensical. We're angry. It's, it's just back to the, it's back to the class issue, you know. It's, it is it's like the the so-called uh, party of the left over here. I mean, it, it just you know, it, it's yeah. just a joke, you know. Yeah. They're, well, they're they're talking about issues of, um, you know, it, issues of that just don't mean anything to somebody in a factory in Sunderland. <laughs> That's the truth. Do you know what I mean? Or or somebody? Uh, what what what? what you know, they, they law. I mean, the working class over here in the last election voted conservative. Yeah. Red turned blue. Yeah. <laughs> Just unprecedented. That's, that's that happened here in some numbers. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, the Republicans all of a sudden were viewed as the working class party, albeit, you know, where I come from, Detroit, uh, when I was growing up, definitely the Democrats were the working class party. And, you know, I, I talk about this stuff in terms of I, I don't really want to sound like I'm dividing from left to right and black and white because I'm looking at it from bottom up because I'm at the bottom and it is like there the 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 holding the man down works in all of those realms like there's a Republican white guy being held down there's a there's a brother uh, uh, Democrat being held down there's a white Democrat being held down because he's working class I mean it goes every which way. But in me, it's up and down at this point. I used to look at it left and right and try to figure this shit out. But it's it's a class war, to use your words. And uh, it's the same, you know. But it, like it was it was unprecedented here. It's a conservative government, and they got in on a working class vote. Yeah, it, which is insane, right? From from you're younger than I am, but where I come from, that I I found that fascinating beyond belief, but kind of insane. Like how class. how does that work? How does that that you is know, so reverse engineered? The Labour Party over here, uh, the so-called party of the left and the working class were obliterated. Yeah. Obliterated. Yeah. And, you know, all the, the, the communities and towns up north, traditionally Labour, they turn blue. Yeah. Now, it, I, whether it's the, the right solution, it's not for me to say. I, I'm just, I'm just uh, observing, as I say. But yeah. If you think that the conservatives are going to do anything for the working class communities, <laughs> you've got another thing coming. Right. But you put them into power. But the, the you know it's like that. It's the double edged sword, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the Labour Party betrayed them, and they turned to the Conservative Party, who will also ultimately. It's the. Uh, I think Pete Townsend said it right. Right. Meet the new boss, same as the old same boss, man. The old boss. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, but it was extraordinary to see. 
It is, and I guess that's that's my thing. Is that that's how I'm talking about it because I don't feel like I can make a change. Mm. You know, I'm not sitting here going, "Oh man, I hope to be an influencer, and I hope people are listening to what I'm saying and think like me." People aren't supposed to think like me. That I'm supposed to think like me. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but so I'm not. I'm kind of out of it. I mean, I do cast votes, but I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, guys, this is, this is the machine. You know, this is the way you want the machine to work. I'm, I'm trying to participate. I really am. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be compliant. It's a a tough word for me to even say, (laughs) but you know, it's not, doesn't seem to be working out. And hopefully this year I'll be able to still be able to express that in public forum. Well, it's your right to do it. You know, it's, it's your one right. would think. Yeah, you, you exactly. find you, you find your own platform. You know, you, you, that's 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 yeah. your little uh, your little space in the world, and that's that's for you to yeah have it. Uh, that's what that's your right. You know. Yeah. No, it's totally true, man. Hey, man, I didn't realize that we were going to spend that much time. I was. I'd hope oh, to talk easy. a talk oh, more yeah. about. Well, I'd hope to talk a little bit more about your music and where your that is. That. How long do your podcast last? We're pretty much at, at the end of this one. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need part two. <laughs> well, yeah, we can do that. Well, just for the sake of the podcast, we should let people know where they can find you musically. Do you have a uh, website? Do you have? There's a markcarroll.com. That's beautiful. There's a Mark Carroll Facebook page, which I don't uh, involve myself with. Right. I'm sorry to say that, but you know, it's there if somebody wants to have a look at something or other. There's a no, I, I, I think the dot com's enough to be honest with you. Yeah, I, go with the dot com. Let's let's go with the dot com. Well, dude, for this <laughs> for this podcast, it was amazing reconnecting with you and talking with you. And I do always dig your insight on you know world issues, uh, because you do seem like a kind observer on those things. And uh yeah, thank you so much for for agreeing to do this. It's delightful to see you again, and I hope that uh, things go well for you over the next couple of years. Let's do it again, part two. You got it, brother. Thank All you. Right, brother. Take it easy. Bye for now, baby. Yeah. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, Mark, for being on the show. Hey there, so you have a bit more time to lend the show. This is where we present the show's sponsor. This time it's our very own Pluto Radio that is sponsoring the show. Fitting since we enjoy playing the music of Mark Carroll on Pluto Radio, but hey, we're going to let Rondo tell you all about it. What? What's that, Rondo? What's that, boy? Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, guys, Rondo, the amazing Plutonian space dog, wants me to tell you all about buying some merchandise here at the Pluto Radio Internet Store. The Plutonian.store. That's right. The Plutonian.store. Yep, you can just type that into your URL and press go. Or you can find a link to the store right here at PlutoRadio.com towards the bottom of the page. Either way, Rondo's saying you can get yourself a cool Plutonian hat or an elegant rock and roll Pluto Radio polo or other related or music-related goodies here from the station. And by making a purchase, you are helping to keep the Pluto transmission out there for each and every earth-born ear bone. What's that, boy? 
What's that, boy? Oh, yeah, Rondo's right. He says, buy something for sure, and don't forget to listen. After all, it's radio. It's made for your ears. And Rondo should know he's got some very sensitive ears. Down, boy. Down. That's enough.